The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Tapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back, past yet present. Recently, our dear friend Mary Beth Bendis came on and talked about the patterns that were broken and healed while she was going through a health challenge. And we discussed her parents being there to help support her as she went through that challenge. Well, we have we have a new a new thing today in the same vein, and it's interesting timing. Uh, my sweetie Harry had a new aortic valve put in last week, and I think I mentioned before observing people in the waiting room while we're all waiting for good news, of course. And I'm again not being invasive, but just looking around and seeing the loved ones that are wrapped around the people waiting, seeing them there, and. I'm sure there's a lot of praying going on, and I'm sure there's a lot of focus, but do we realize the help that we're getting from out there? We have so many people on the earth plane who want to help us and support us, and we can imagine and look back at the relationships and those we love who went before us, and imagine how they would be there to support us. But they literally, quite literally, are there with us, wrapped around us, trying to ease our pain, trying to let us know what's going on, and soothe us whether or not we can literally pick up on it consciously, oh, they're here and they're telling me something, or just getting that wave. Here's here's what happened, and, and I realize that what I'm picking up, I'm very honored to be able to be picking it up, but I think it's going on for all of us and for all of you. And so take a deep breath. And relax, and let's do our protection. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Just feel yourself in that light and think of the loved ones that you know are around you and wanting to support you. And I'll distract you with a little story of what went on last week for us. And again, my point is, as lovely as it is that I'm picking it up for Harry and for our family, I believe this is going on around everybody. And again, I'm not trying to be invasive, but when I look around a room and then in the recovery room in the heart unit, the only way I can put it is the air is thick with out-of-body people helping. And then you'd say, well, what about the prayers that aren't answered? What about those who, and I'm getting a little crowd out there. We're not in charge of that. And there are a lot of mysteries that we don't know. But 
It does soothe us, and they want us to know that we can take responsibility and understand that we're getting support, and our loved ones who are in there and going through whatever they're going through, whatever challenges are happening, are getting support out of body, and collaboration is happening. There's so much going on, and of course, we always want our loved ones to stay here. Of course, we do. And if you're listening to this, then you have loved ones who are out there that you want to hear from. It's amazing when, you know, we're we're not in charge of everything, and if somebody has whatever going on and they go out of body, of course, the relationship doesn't stop. It doesn't end. But what I'm also seeing as I get older and seeing the patterns unfold is some of the challenges that our loved ones before us have gone through and then gone out of body. They want to help us through challenges that are similar and we can break pattern. So I know I've talked about how, um, you know, I, I was diagnosed with cancer 10 years ago and told I wouldn't survive and was not totally surprised to discover that both of my grandmothers who passed before my parents even met each other, they had been diagnosed um, at the same age um, as each other and the same age that I was diagnosed. Both of them had a very, very hard year. Both of them had treatment, whatever treatment was available, and this goes back a very long time, and both of them passed at the end of that year. I could feel them. I never knew them in body, but I could feel them close to me, wrapped around me, and it isn't that I'm communicating. My parents are out there. I'm communicating with them, but the alignment with the grandmothers, because they had been diagnosed and they went through that fear and they were told not such a good prognosis. And then they looked in their loved one's eyes and thought, oh, you know, um, that feeling of when, you know, I, I looked at our kids and they're looking at me thinking that we had a couple of birthdays while we were waiting for me to get in for surgery. And I can read their mind, will mom still be here next year? And so I could feel these two grandmothers helping as I went through a very intense year of, of treatment and then stayed. I got to stay. Does that mean that somebody who doesn't get to stay has failed? No, we all have different, different contracts, different things that it's hard to understand all of it. I, I always say we don't get a signed affidavit from divine consciousness. But one thing I know for sure is that they are there and helping us. And I was aware of that during the year of treatment. And I really feel that they were aligned and wanting the outcome to be different. So last week, Harry went in for a new aortic valve. And oh my goodness, technology is something. Just about 40 years ago, Harry's dad went in for a new aortic valve. And I remember we were walking around saying, oh my God, this is a miracle. It's a miracle that they can do this. It was full-on open-heart surgery. Um, it took, of course, you know, months to recuperate from. But he survived, and he did well, and, um, and eventually went from something else years later. But here we are, 40 years later, and Harry needs the exact same valve, the aortic valve, and is it hereditary? We don't know. Um, but now there's a whole new thing, and maybe a lot of you know about this. Um, we're very fortunate to have a doctor who worked on... Basically, this whole procedure is still somewhat new, although it's becoming more common now, um, TAVAR, where they go through um, different arteries and they're able to place a new aortic valve and they keep you flat for 24 hours and watch for all the scary things. 
and then shoo you home the next day. It feels like an absolute miracle. It, it totally does when we stop and think about what Harry's father went through. And of course, these thoughts are coming, you know, in a grounded way, in an in-body way, thinking about looking past the history, all of that. And of course, I can feel his parents along with mine helping. And um, so we go in and, you know, all the preliminary testing has happened and he's a fine candidate. And so he goes in and I'm sitting there, you know, once again in, in the heart waiting room and again, not wanting to be invasive. I'll stop saying that because you know that by now, but oh my goodness, the people there. And I see the out of body people starting to communicate with each other. And if somebody isn't okay, gathering around them and the energy just getting higher. If we're in the same place at the same time, our energy is going to affect them and their energy is going to affect us. And at one point I closed my eyes and, you know, I'm just trying to feel what's going on. Our daughter Sarah is there as well and we're sitting and um, suddenly I could feel his parents. I could see him um, as they were about to start the procedure and I could see where his parents were, were standing around him. And it almost felt like satellites. They've done this when, um, when kids have traveled, sometimes they'll be far away and not within, you know, whatever technology can reach them. And I'll check in with my mom who will check in with them and then report back. So it feels like a satellite in the sky. So even though he was not that far away, I could feel my parents communicating, but his parents right there and see where they were positioned. And I could feel his father beaming, just beaming. And of course, we're hoping everything goes well. And, um, you know, because you don't know if they're going to have to do something more. And at one point, I could feel I got a tap on the shoulder from the loved ones out there. And they said, Okay, he's unconscious now. Okay. You know, a while later, I got another tap, they're placing the artery. Okay, this is good. This is good. Um, shortly after that, the surgeon called. He was still in surgery, but the artery is placed, or the valve. I'm sorry, not artery. It's a valve. It's a, the valve is placed, the aortic valve, and it's working, but it's still another hour in surgery. It's amazing to me when I think about how our loved ones who are out there want to make it easier for us. They want growth. They want expansion. It's like how we are with with our loved ones here. If there's a way that we could pave the way, make it easier, you know, I, rem I remember choking with my parents that they must have gone uphill to school in the snow, a million miles each way. And, you know, for every generation, there are hardships that we look at our children and we want to make things easier. Well, that doesn't end when our loved ones are out of body. That doesn't end at all. And they're with us, whether you're aware of it or not. So... I went through this experience just recently and Harry is doing quite well and things are, thank God, I'm just, we're, we're, we're in this incredible state of gratitude where we keep looking at each other and getting uh, verklempt and tearing up. And it's amazing to be on the other side of the procedure and then people joke, don't say other side. But you know what? It's the people on the other side that are still, you know, on the spiritual side who are lined up, waiting to help us, wanting to help us. And it's interesting because the more we're going through this and the more vulnerability, the more, like I've said before, Harry's been channeling and downloading. And he, he was talking about this morning, you know, wanting to share all this. And he put in, don't forget the doctors. 
And I've written about this and observed it, and a lot of friends will call and say, well, what do you get around this person? Um, most doctors go into it with their heart and responsibility, and when you look around, you can see the guides that are with them, and sometimes their family and ancestors, other times their mentors for their specialty. Um, it's, it's a wonderful thing if you have something going on or a loved one has something going on to project the energy. I mean, I'll always joke with the doctor and say, you know, get a good night's sleep and how are you doing? But also send them some energy and send them some light and some love, but also address the guides. There are so many helping each and every one of us. And when something is that technical, you know, think of the heart surgery, the brain surgery, all the things that are going on every single day. Think of in, in the vast places and areas where people are getting help. How much help is coming in? How much our, our healthcare workers have studied and stayed awake nights and so much they've contributed so much? And then they earn and understand if they can feel it, whether it's conscious or not. Ah, it's interesting. The word understand came through. I'm hearing that they understand it on a spiritual level, even if they are not mentally cognizant of it. But people come in, nurses come in, the help is all there. And guiding. And again, then you would say, well, how come for my sweetheart, my person, it didn't go so well. There are some things we're not allowed. We're always hoping for the highest and best possible outcome, always. Somebody we love and care about transitioned out of body yesterday. And I can feel that they're fine, but how I wish they had been able to respond more to she had been on chemo for many years, and we all wish she could have done better with it. And yet we have to respect and, you know, carry on and, and grieve. But there's nothing we can do. And there's a sense of futility. And that's inevitable when somebody we love transitions out. But that sense of futility does not have to extend into our knowing, literally knowing that they're lined up and helping us and wanting to heal us in every way possible. So Today, a lot of the words are a distraction, something to think about, something to just hold on to if you're going into a situation or to think back on. Now take a deep breath. And how does it feel as you know that there is a gathering of souls? Let's call in all of those who want to protect you, all of those who watch out for you, and just feel them wrapped around you. And of course, if you're tuning into this, you're wanting to communicate with those who are out there. Well, here's the sweet valentine of it. It is so very important that they know that you are receiving, whether you're cognizant of it or not, whether you're aware of it, that that light is there. They're slipping those notes under the door. They're wrapped around you. And they're loving you. And it is so important to them that you understand this. It gives them great comfort when you know that they're engaged. Think about it again. We've talked in the past about that phrase, rest in peace. 
Rest is still, you know, it's, it's asking somebody to do something. So we're assuming they are doing something. We want them to be peaceful, but they are not resting if we are not okay. No, they're not resting at all. Or they want to help us be more restful, maybe. But they're wrapped around us and wanting to help. So take a deep breath. And feel the interactive nature. Feel the reciprocity. Feel your loved ones wrapped around you. And think about how, as you've gone through grieving, how much you've wanted to send love out there. So much of grief is, you know, as they say, it's having so much love and not knowing where to put it, how to put it. They have that much love. And, and there's, it's infinity going both ways. That love is beyond measure, and they're wanting to help us. And sometimes when we're scared and we're having a moment and when we can't breathe, if we can just stop, take a deep breath, and feel what's going on around us. Now, if you're listening to this right now, maybe you're not in crisis at the moment. Maybe you are. Either way, in terms of whatever level your need is, And whether that need is to have your loved ones out there know, literally know, that you are sending them love. How easy is that? Think about it. So many people, you know, at the end of a session, they'll say, well, tell them how much I love them. And I'll say, you just did. You see, every word you put out there, they get. You can talk to them telepathically. You can talk to them out loud. I remember Harry joking around when... um, these little headphones that you can't, you know, that, that hang out of your ears came out because he, he was always worried that somebody might just think I'm talking to the vegetables in the grocery store when I'm talking to my mom about what, what to choose and what to pick out. So having these little things in your ears can legitimize if you don't want to look a little out there. You know what, though? I keep hearing that it's not going to be so long until there's full and open communication probably through digital technology because the vibration is so high. So it's kind of funny to me that I'm using that little digital technology as an excuse to communicate when that's going to be the little jack that goes underneath and and jumps us up a little bit to make it easier to be able to communicate and have a device to to do it with us. But in the interim, we can play with music. There are so many ways, electricity and high vibration treats like those butterflies and hummingbirds. And, of course, putting music on shuffle. But you, right now, you, think of your vibration. We tend to think of things outside ourselves as the magic. But think about who we are, how we're animated. We can raise our arm up. We can put it down. We can move our head to side to side. We're incredibly animated. And think about it. We have no strings to tie us down. It's, it is, we are walking, talking, breathing, miracles. So think about, well, one little thought just came in. My mother says to remind everybody, my mom's right here. Sometimes, you know, after somebody we love goes out of body, we might hug something of theirs. We might hold on to something. I have my dad's key case. I like to put it in my pocket sometimes. There are things we like to hold on to in the physical plane because we're on the physical plane. And sometimes that's a great comfort. One day my mother reminded me that I can pick up anything I'd like, but if, she, if I really want to hook into her and what, what she loves on the physical plane, just look in the mirror. Just look in the mirror and you'll know what they're di- direct 
focus is. They're focused on us. They, they'll bring us goodies, but it's not about the goodies. They'll bring us signs and the signs are there to help us. But those are just signs. They're tools and tools are there to help us. Take a breath. It's our own energy. What do you feel right now? Who's there? Do you feel them? And if you don't, it's okay because you're going to allow. Take a breath. Feel your shoulders drop back. Feel the heart opening up. And just feel this state. And I will say words and they will distract your mind as you expand. But think of how scared we get. We're in the physical. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the adrenal system and, you know, those knee-jerk reactions. I might be able to channel and hear out-of-body people, but when my sweetie's in heart surgery, you can bet. <laughs> it's, it is very, very scary. And I'm trying to hear those voices, and sometimes it isn't so easy. For any of us, when we're emotionally going through it, so take a deep breath. And we can train ourselves, and you know what? We can train ourselves, they're laughing out there as much as we like. But when we're in the situation, we're in it. And the adrenals are in it, the whole system is in it. We have fight or flight. It's okay, even when we want to achieve that calm, that zen, and our body is vibrating, there's a reason for that. We're designed for it. We're designed so that we can jump up and help somebody. We're designed so that we can run and help somebody. We've all read stories about where somebody is pinned and a mama runs out and picks up a car. Those stories exist. Take a deep breath. Feel the energy inside your body. Feel it expanding. Feel it going all the way down through the soles of your feet. Feel it expanding through your shoulders, through your heart, down your arms, into your hands. You're an antenna. You're a living antenna. Take a breath. If you're as old as I am, you can picture my favorite Martian. If not, that's okay. You can look it up later. Um, always loved that show. Always loved the ones like Bewitched, all those. Remember those shows? Again, I'm distracting you. Remember those shows where we were drawn, especially I was a kid, drawn to those people who had those senses, those magic spidey senses or whatever they were. And I think what was going on is that those shows are a reminder, especially for kids watching them, that we have those senses. Take a deep breath. A lot of us had imaginary friends when we were children. Just about all of us used to look up and over over the shoulder of those who, those holding us and smile at the ones who held us before we came in. Notice how that feels. Notice how calm and wonderful that feels. We were just talking about the adrenal system. I've had to personally forgive my body for going into that state and I've collaborated with Divine and accepted it and saying, you know what? You can't be in that access. Everything is fine place all the time. No matter how much, or at least for, for me, no matter how much I know that we're all safe and we're all held, it can be scary at times. And then we realize this is the design and what a beautiful design. And maybe that panic of the heart, and maybe you're still feeling that now, it's an expression. 
Uh, Amir is coming back in and saying, or Alan, if you know him from the book, he's talking about how love is greater than pain. Panic is part of it. Panic is part of it. You can see it in the color and the light around people as we sit in the waiting room. And everyone's trying to take a deep breath. And some people are more practiced in staying centered. And some people who are there, I'm, I'm downloading to tell you that some of the people who look so calm, they can't breathe inside. And some are so focused on praying. And it's all okay. Take a deep breath. But when we understand that we are held and loved and they're rooting for us and they're trying to expand and open up the patterns, you know, Mary Beth, she was talking about opening up some of the patterns in her family, some of the emotional patterns, some of the patterns of non-expression. We all have those patterns that we learned. And the beauty of it, if it is, those who have gone before us and who have had the life review have examined those patterns, and in most cases, with a beautiful, expansive, and loving intention, like, like we all do, we'll think, ooh, I said this, I did that, and why didn't I? And they get past that and realized they're standing there in their own energy, in their wisdom, with their memories. Don't forget the brain is not the memory holder. The soul is the memory holder. The brain can get scattered, but it's all in there. So if your loved one had a hard time memory-wise before going out of body, all of that is intact. Every time I channel for someone and they talk about what happened beforehand, but then what happened after. And like I've shared with my mom, who had dementia and was basically blind, she described what was going on in the room. Once she was out of body, all of these things come together to collaborate and let us know that we're not separate. But boy, can it be scary. And you need to know they step up. We step up with our love and our courage. And sometimes that courage is crying and carrying on. And maybe that's better for the body than holding it in. There are so many ways we carry Today we want to talk about how they are there. They're showing, they're all gathering, with, they're carrying wheelbarrows and crates and all kinds of things to baskets. Let's put in there, they, they want us to cry with relief. Take a deep breath. Know that you're loved. Know that everything is expanded. Know that all of your emotion is out there. And they feel it and they get that love and they are wrapped around you. And if there's any shame or doubt, they want you to know, talk about it. It's never too late. When somebody goes out of body, they're thinking, how, how am I? And then they see that they can see us and they work so hard to come through. And some of the ways they can come through more easily rather than, you know, it isn't so easy for them to sit down and write a letter because you know they would if they could, but it takes a lot of physical energy. But they can wrap around us. Take a deep breath. They can let us know that they're with us. And don't forget, as they see the life review, they're going through whatever doubt and shame for not expressing themselves when they could have, not telling us whatever misunderstandings, maybe they were hard at times or 
tough love or whatever it is they were taught that got in the way of their true soul's loving nature. They're allowing that to disperse. They're allowing that to expand and fall away so that they can be as strong and present as they can be with all of their love, all of their soul, all of their intention with you to raise the vibration and raise us up. Don't forget they travel at the speed of thought. I was picturing a few things, you know, I would just kind of, you know, allow myself to float out and see what was going on. I certainly didn't want to pull anybody out of out of the room where he was having, you know, the procedure done. But what I could see, and it was so comforting, still scary as can be, please know that this is grounded, visible, felt, known, whether you're in there or not. I wasn't in the room to really see. I got, I got snippets. But they want us to know that this is happening for everyone. Mentors are there, medical people. And you know what? We were very, very lucky and things are going well. And I'm also told to tell you, take a deep breath and think about the loved ones who are hugging you right now. Just sitting down next to you, conversing, hearing, feeling, wanting to take away some of that stress from your heart and from your gut. When, and I've talked about this so often before, when it is imminent for somebody to go out of body, I'll see coming towards me a great big white tablecloth being flicked out over the table for the gathering. And there is such joy. There is such expansion. So it might not be, of course, it's not what we want. You know, unless somebody is a good 107 and, and we, we want our loved ones to stay here. We want to hug them in the physical. Of course we do. And sometimes it goes that way and sometimes people will go out of body. As hard as it is for us, allow your heart to know that they are with you. And they are taking responsibility to make sure that you know it in some way. Allow yourself to just feel. I, I can feel a gathering of souls around you. And if you feel it, fine. If not, that's okay too. They are with you. But know that in the same way there's a gathering of souls to support us, to help us stay here. If it's inevitable and the body cannot support the soul and the soul does end up going out of body, those same souls that are there and many more out of body are waiting to embrace, to hold, to reassure. And they are if they hadn't already practiced it to make sure they can see us, they're held by guides, by angels, by divine consciousness, by those who went before, gently turned so that they can see us. And with that reassurance, knowing that, don't forget that love is so big. We want to know what, how they're doing. They want to know how we're doing. Do you know how often those who are in operating rooms or those who are going through procedures who end up, sometimes they're out of body watching and they're allowed to stay in their body after, but those who are sometimes they end up out of body with something like this going on, they're checking in with you in the waiting room or with you at home. 
They literally will sometimes pass through you physically. And that's why sometimes you might not be surprised to know before you're told or before the call comes. You see, it's reciprocal. We're sitting out there praying for their, for their everything to go well. And depending on how things are going, if it isn't the well that we're hoping for, and yet they're still embraced by those who went before and by divine, they are still wanting to let us know their souls are doing the exact same thing we're doing in the waiting room. They're looking to let us know and reassure us that they're okay, that they're fine, because it's a continuum. It's an expansion. And we ride that roller coaster, oh boy, do we. We did last week. I, I could cry just thinking about it because we're human. And we have these beautiful systems in us to ride that roller coaster. And it's better not to deny that emotion will be healthier if we let it go. When we take a deep breath and understand that we're always connected, we're always collaborating, and they have our back just like we have theirs, and they're saying they have our front just like we have theirs, and we're holding hands, and you know, soul groups, soul family, there are always some in-body and some out-of-body. Allow yourself to just feel that warmth, that sweetness, that integration. Is it separate in terms of the vibration of in-body and out-of-body? Yes, by your frequency. Will we eventually all be in that frequency and hug? Yes, we will. I'm told that all that pain just dissolves when that happens. But what they're hoping for us is that when they're hugging us and helping us, whether our loved one is doing okay and comes home with us, whether our loved one ends up out of body and is watching over us, they want us to know that we are loved, we are held always, whether we're in the waiting room, lying on the table, whether we're a doctor, a nurse, an anesthesiologist, everybody is getting help and it is so expansive and divine. And we are so loved. Allow yourself to just feel that and let your love emanate out in answer and allow the hug and know that it's always happening. It is your birthright, your soul right, and it's always going on with love and sometimes with bliss and of course sometimes with human pain. But that divine connection and that divine collaboration is always take a breath and know its truth. And remember, we are here. And those who have passed are present, and they are with us in Divine Collaborate. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. 
My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.